creative banter. Hey guys, Woo. this is Madeline and Harley and Heather, and we are three photographers hosting Creative Banter. We want to bring a voice to the obstacles and topics that small and creative business owners have while working towards success. Well, I'm Grace. I'm from Philadelphia. Um, oh, that's my dog. Sorry, hold on. Uh, yeah, so I'm from Philadelphia. Uh, my background is, like, I'm a graphic designer, but now I'm also an author, artist, um, because I published the Mystic Monday's Tarot deck, uh, which started off as a Kickstarter. And uh, Maddie and I met in Iceland, and I was talking about that journey. So it's been, it was wild. It's yeah, it was fun times. Yeah. Yeah, your story, like, probably stuck out to me the most. Um, we were at an art residency together, and at the art residency, what you had to do was do a 45-minute workshop to, um, like, teach or tell a story or something to everyone that's there. And Grace talked about her Kickstarter and tarot cards and um, her brand and like, you know, just the story from where like it started to where she was then, which was a, like a year and a half ago. Right. Yeah. So like yeah, things have wow. you've even done more since then. But I think your story uh, inspired me the most out of everyone's because I was just like you went from like Kickstarter to and like following like your dream and combining your passions to create what you did. And I was just like. Damn, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of funny how it all unfolded and when you, like, look back, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, I didn't really realize that this was what I would be doing. Yep. Nor did I think it was an option. Like, yeah. if anybody told me that I would be making a tarot deck and now, like, an oracle deck is coming out in the fall, like, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Because <laughs> in my mind, in Growing up, I was just like, I am going to be in the art field. And I always knew I would be. But in college, it was like, just all I saw was graphic design. So um, going out of school, that's just what my focus was. And then I kind of fell into that, like, well, what is my deeper purpose here? Like, this isn't really fulfilling me the way I thought it would. You know, I really miss doing my own projects. Um, And it was also a journey of finding my own voice. Because as a designer, you typically go in and you complete whatever the company or whoever you're working for, their tasks, if you're freelancing, um, if you're consulting, whatever it is. So I was just missing, like, what do I want to say? What do I want to contribute to the world? And what do I want to leave behind when I'm, you know, gone? Um, Which is kind of a morbid thought, but like, that was my thought process. And I was just getting kind of frustrated with where I was, um, which, you know, really pushed me to create this project and to crowdsource it. And mm-hmm. I don't know why I actually just recently posted this, um, but I don't know why I wanted to kickstart. Um, it was just like, I will kick, it was just like the only option. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to make this project and like, you know, put it out there. I think also like kickstarting is, um, a great way to test a market. Yes. So in other words, to um, see if other people even want this. And yeah. Yeah. So that was just like great validation for me that like, oh, I'm not the only one that wants this. And that's where it all kind of came from that I 
was missing this kind of like colorful tarot deck because um, I just couldn't find one. Um, but it was also like my journey to learn the tarot more and to listen to my own intuition and my own voice and kind of create this like relationship with the tarot where I could build a better relationship with myself. So that's how I view the tarot as just, it's just like gaining an outside perspective, but instead of listening to other people um, and their advice, it's just listening to what you know is your truth. Yeah. And your story is like proves that when you stick to your truth and your passion and you put it out in the world, people will not only just applaud you, but they will make sure that you are a success because they love that. Humans love that. Like they want people that are doing what they love to succeed. So when you're, you're focusing on your core values and like, and just cutting out all the noise, you're not being like a chameleon for a corporation. You're not um, like looking for the money you're doing just what you want for you. People love that. And like, that's the success behind it. Like they were your cheerleaders and you succeeded. And that's, it's just proof that that it works. And that's why I think, yeah, crowdsourcing, that's just so smart with something like that. Yeah. And the thing is, is that I would say the majority of people that supported the campaign, um, they were people that I didn't know personally. So that was really cool too, that like other people saw the promise or the inspiration or what have you behind this project. Um, Because I think like if you, you know, you present this to someone you've known for a really long time and then for them, it could like be out of left field, even though you've been doing this for a long time personally. Um, So I, I would focus less on like your friends and family and Mm -hmm. more so on like, the general broad audience. I agree with that. That's something that a lot of creatives need to listen to. I think they take too much. um, They value the opinion of their loved ones too much and their loved ones are going to um, not support you because they don't want to see you fail. So in the end, like the people that are going to help you win are the people that don't really know you as well because they see the, they see themselves in you, but they don't have anything to lose if you lose. Um, and I think like we need to cut out the the opinions and self judgment more. And that's another reason like Kickstarter's great. And you're not going to friends and family like asking, do you think this is good enough? Because they're gonna be like, oh, I don't know, you know, I don't want you to fail. Yeah. Do it. So well, I think it's a combination of like, so like the messaging could be, I don't want you to fail, but it could be more about their own projections of how True. they're doing what they want to do. Yes. So what I've learned, and look, I I was that person. I was that person, and this that's like generally how I got into tarot in the first place. Like I would oh, go get tarot yeah. readings all the time when I was living in LA. Um, there's like this bookstore I would always go to, and they had a rotating list of um, psychic readers, and I would go and get readings a lot. But it it was because like it felt like a form of therapy for me, but also it was like gaining that external validation that I was like on the right path that, you know, Mm. everything was going to be fine. And I just had this like looming sense of um, like a fear of the future, which is kind of funny with tarot. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is like, I had to, and it's still a process, you know, like 
And I think that's the thing when you're going on your own entrepreneurial journey is that things change and fluctuate, including yourself. So like my values change um, depending on the season, depending on what I want to focus on. Um, and going within with the tarot or any other tool like meditation or whatnot, it's really just um, you got to like put the blockers on. So that does include your friends and family and the people that you know the most because Sometimes they will discourage you and sometimes they do have the best intentions for you and sometimes they don't. Yeah. So you just kind of have to recognize like what your intentions are for putting it into the world. And I think a lot of people like to root for you. I mean like you in general um, because they haven't found their own voice yet because they're so distracted by whether it's their job or their friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so it's nice. It's kind of nice that like, even though we are in unprecedented times and we are in a time of, you know, like forced isolation, I think this is a good time for us to like come back to what we truly want to do, yeah. you know, and we get back to our truth. That's some good advice. I love that. Um, People need to cut out the noise like in the end that is, and we'll get, we'll get more into that, how tarot helps with that. Um, Cause I remember you telling me when we were um, back in Iceland, I was asking you like, what does it do for you? And you were talking like the word I remember you saying was clarity. Um, and so we'll get back to that. Cause that's a, a beautiful thing that it provides for you. Um, Definitely. And I'm excited. Cause I don't know anything about tarot. Like right. I've heard of it, but like, that's it. I know nothing else. So and that's where I was when I met yeah. Grace. And then she like enlightened me. And I was like, this is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what is your favorite curse word? I think I say fuck a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's like 99% of what everyone says. Ever, that's almost everyone. <laughs> um, okay. What is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? I scroll my phone. Yeah. Same. Or we do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I think I say that and I like, um, yeah, I mean, it's just right there. <laughs> I get yeah. on TikTok and I scroll through funny things. It makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, today though, I had like a, a crazy dream. So then I immediately was like, I'm going to remember this dream. And then, you know, like went and got my coffee. Um, so that's, you know, other options. Yes. Um, to write it down. To write it down. That's what I mean. I anyway. do. Yeah. If you weren't doing what you're doing now, then what would you be doing? That is really interesting. Um, hmm. I think I would be into like psychology or something because I'm naturally into that. Um, what I, and that goes back to when I was a kid, um, where I, like, I remember, like, wanting to be an illustrator, but then, like, pushing that out of my mind because the salary was too low, which yeah. is stupid. Um, I think all those artists have uh, felt that. Oh, so sad. I wanted yeah. to be an illustrator, too, and then I realized I can't draw. <laughs> there are a lot of different styles out there, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, are you a photographer, then? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. 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 Sorry. Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. 
so then I was like, oh, I want to get into like art therapy or something, which I think would be, I like, I guess like whatever it would be, it would still involve some sort of like visual aspect to it. Yeah. That's cool. Um, how do you take your coffee? I have lately taken it with oat milk and the joy of my life currently is this milk frother I just got. <laughs> oh, oh. And it changes everything. Yeah. I want like a cappuccino so machine. Yeah. Mm. Yum. Great. I love it. I never use it. I'm going to steal it. No, um... So who or what inspired you before you started doing what you're doing? Who or what? Um, hmm. Well, I really loved like Jessica Walsh and her journey. She's like this really kind of like famous designer. And now she has her own agency and she was, um, she had an agency with Sackmeister for a really long time. Um, but I think now it's shifted more to people like Oprah <laughs> and like Marie Forleo and people that inspire people yeah. more of a kind of like life inspirational kind of way, which um, I really relate to. So it's outside because I think part of my frustration with design was like, what is this really saying outside of being visually pleasing? Um, and I I really had that urge to want to help people with my work. Um, so I really enjoy when I get messages from people that use the tarot deck and they say that it somehow helps them with their own intuition or, you know, their spread was really on point or something like that. So I like the practical aspects of what you can do with a tarot deck too, which is kind of funny because it's all about like intuition as well. But yep. intuition can be practical. It can be. And intuition can still come from analytical skills like whenever like they say they're two different things but that's not always true like you build that intuition because you've learned how to read certain like things so definitely. that definitely comes down to the the design aspect of it all mm -hmm. is there another question nope that was it so the first thing um i want to know is what 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 inspired you to get into tarot cards? And then, like, when was that? What was your journey towards that? Yeah, so I would go get these tarot readings quite frequently. Um, and there's, like, kind of, like, two parts to it. Um, one, I when I was searching for a tarot deck, I couldn't find one that was, like, that matched my aesthetic. I couldn't just like really like relate to one. Um, and I, I just saw like saw that there wasn't one like the one that I created. So I was like, I might as well just make one. <laughs> um, and it would be, yeah. And it would be a way for me to like, you know, like take on a new project that really challenged me. Um, this really like became my illustration style after Mystic Mondays. Like I, I had that aesthetic, but I think like, I was still trying to find my voice in what yeah. that was. Um, and the other part of it was since I had been getting all these tarot readings, I realized again that I was like seeking external validation. That I was like asking somebody else for the answers. And so it was really a journey about going within myself and 
listening to my own wisdom and kind of like crafting um, this piece of work that really reflected who I was uh, by listening to myself. Did you have friends that were doing tarot readings before you? So then you were like, all right, I'm going to go do this. Or did you just one day walk into that shop and you were like, I want to do a reading or like, did you watch a movie where it was like, what was the first initial like spark of tarot reading exists and I'm interested in it? Yeah. So my cousin actually gifted me a tarot deck in either high school or I think high school. Yeah. Because I remember buying my own deck, which was like a Halloween tarot deck. Um, yeah, it's actually really fun. I think it's literally called the Halloween Tarot Deck. That's so fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then, but, like, the one that my cousin gifted me, it had the descriptions on the card. So when you read it upright or reverse, it had, like, a little description. And the way it was written, I just didn't really relate to it. So I would, like, pull a card here and there, but it wasn't, like, a serious thing. Um, but even going backwards... When I look back on when I would go to the bookstore, because I, I love books, um, I would always beeline to the astrology, metaphysics, like spiritual section first. Yeah. Um, and I just like, I would go there first before design, you know? Um, so I think that was very telling in like what my interests were. Yep. And, uh, I think around when I was seven or 10 or something, this same cousin, she's older than me, but she like, I think she had a palmistry book and that was my gateway into this whole world. So then I started getting super into like palm reading um, and, uh, and like dreams and things like that. Mm, like yeah. reading horoscopes online. Yeah. I'm super okay. interested in dreams. So for someone like me who doesn't really even know what tarot is, can you give like a, pr- a brief overview of like what it is? Sure. I call tarot an intuition tool uh, because you can use it uh, by pulling a card a day to gain guidance um, or inspiration or anything like that. Uh, but you can also like ask the tarot deck questions. So you can pull a spread which just basically means like pulling a certain amount of cards to uh, and then arranging it in um, maybe I want to say like an outline or a pattern, but really just, just like placing the cards. Um, and then each placement has a framework. So kind of like, let's say like a, like a three card spread would be past, present, future, or it could also be like mind, body, spirit. So whatever card appears in that position um it just basically gives the framework for what that card means and then what i also love about tarot is that it's it's like a storytelling tool so if you like to like create narratives or if you're like creative or if you want to be more creative um you can just kind of like pull these cards together and it creates a story that's cool that is super cool um what do you do with the information? Like when you pull a card and you read it, how do you apply that um, to like your day or your whatever? How do you interpret it um, further? Sure. I mean, it depends on what the deck is. Um, specifically for a tarot deck, I like to journal about it. Um, cool. If Yeah, just so it kind of, the reflection or whatever the insight is kind of like seeps into my brain more when I journal about it. 
Um, and then it also depends on how you frame the question. But for me, like tarot is just, um, it's like affirmation, you know, because mo most of the time people already know the answer, but getting that specific card is like, I knew it, you know? I like that. And that's where the clarity comes in. I remember you telling me that when we did a reading um, and you asked me a question and I was like, I mean, I've thought about this so many times. It's just like pulling a card and then talking about it out loud, maybe with someone else. And it's not just like this um, thought tucked away in the back of your mind. It like you physically visually see it and it brings out that uh, clarity of like your thoughts of that situation. Uh, so that was really cool to me. I was like, Oh, this is a great way to, um, come face to face with things that maybe you don't want to deal with or that you need to improve on or work on, um, or just bring to reality. Um, so that was, that was really insightful for me. Um, yeah, that's why I always, um, that's kind of why I always describe tarot as like therapy. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just like, you know, it, it gives you the gateway and to open up about your feelings or to talk about what's on your mind. Um, because I think for us, we are trying to decide what's real and what's not real. And a lot of times, like people, you know, if we look externally, like people may invalidate our own feelings. So when you get these cards, it's kind of like, or on the other hand, tarot can also just be like that slap in the face where it's like, you need to do this. <laughs> so It's time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of funny. I, I, it's like, it's either like, you know, the things that you already know, or it's like, which is most times I would say, or it's like things that you don't want to confront. Yeah. Just brings it to the forefront. Um, okay. So I asked you when like the tarot, um, stuff became part of your world and you said you were always attracted to like the astrology metaphysics and, um, that stuff. So what about illustration and design? When did you start realizing you were very attracted to like design or colors or illustrations or um, anything that sparked your creative interest? When did that occur? very young age um I just remember I mean I was like a huge like book nerd when I was a kid and I think that really helped me like solidify my sense of imagination because yeah. it just like took me to different worlds um and I just remember like I think in first grade first grade I we had an assignment where we had to like color in these blocks and I just started making patterns in mine. And I remember like another girl copying me and I was all like in my head, I was all like, stop, I'm original. <laughs> <laughs> like first grade. Um, I, I also remember, yeah, I also remember, I think in kindergarten, I got pulled into the principal's office and I thought I had gotten in trouble, but it was for, it was either kindergarten or first grade again, but it was, um, I made a story and I guess it was so awesome that the principal pulled me in and he gave me like a spider ring. Uh, cool. That's yeah. amazing. That's yeah. And I was really like, principal, honestly. Yeah. So I was just like, I think at that time, you know, I didn't like realize it, like how, you know, um, you know, not to sound like 
whatever, but like how talented I was as a kid. Um, <laughs> but art was always like a thing that I was into. Um, and like nobody, you know, I come from a family of immigrants. So like art, I don't think was like a viable option for any of us. So yeah. it wasn't like I was affirmed as a kid that like I was good at this. You know, it was yeah. just something that I always knew that I wanted to do. Yep. Oh, I love that. I feel like a lot of artists do start very young, but a lot of us don't have um, an art supported like community or family that, cause they don't get it. Um, or, or like you, if you're first generation or even cl- like even second or third generation of immigrant family, like you're expected to fulfill like a certain role other than art, usually like doctor, lawyer, something like that. Um, so it's well, that's one of my favorite questions because a lot of us start doing an art in that like that we're meant to do or being interested in it before we even know what it is. Um, like when you're like three or four, because that's know, when it starts. Yeah, I know I was, and I was I just happened to be from a family with a dad who's very like intensely creative, and so I love that he made sure to like foster it a whole lot, and I was yeah. like you and like Madeline like super into books I was reading at like Mm -hmm. the third grade level by the time I was six like I was just like anything I could read I would devour it and Mm. I feel like it definitely like solidified my sense of imagination just like what you said yeah 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 like I it's just such an amazing resource that I think we take for granted like and it's a different experience reading a book versus I mean, I still love hearing other people speak or whatever, but it's just more of like, you go into your own sense of how you see that unfolding. Yes. Which I think, you know, like creates that cycle of creativity and imagining things and envisioning things. Um, Okay. So I, so I want you to um, tell the audience that's listening, just, I, I just want you to, it might feel like bragging, but I just want you to say where your products are sold and where you've been featured, you don't have to list everything, but like, you've got some, like, I'm, I brag about you to people all the time. I'm like, yeah, she sells here and she's been featured here. And like, I just think it's amazing. So just tell us um, before we get into the story, I just want you to be like, yeah, I've been featured on da da da. I sell in these stores and everything. Yeah. So Mystic Mondays has been featured on like Refinery29, Hello Giggles, uh, BuzzFeed, surprisingly some other sources like that I didn't know about until other people told me so it's uh been in a vice video um it's been on mind body green um yeah I'm sure there are other well and good um sure there are other ones and then what else oh yeah the the cards are sold on Amazon Mars and Noble Urban Outfitters, um, Paper Source, indie bookshops, you know, so it's kind of all over. It's also like across the world, which is cool. So I've heard like from someone like they saw the deck in London or, you know, a friend's friend like saw it in Paris or something. So that's been cool too, to like have this be all over the world. Um, So yeah, yeah. I love it. So yeah, when you whenever you posted one time, you're like, yeah, now it's being sold at Urban Outfitters. I was like, okay, I go to Urban Outfitters just to look at the fun stuff that, that is on their tables that they set out, like 
Mystic Monday tarot cards. Like that's where I go. I don't look at the clothes. I go for their fun like journals and stuff. So that was like amazing to me. Yeah. And what's funny is when I created this deck, um, it was on my vision board that I wanted this to be sold at Urban Outfitters. What? And so it was really like full circle that, it, you know, well, actually that year of the Kickstarter, I also had like a solo pop-up at the Urban Outfitters space in LA. It's called Space 1520. So it's kind of cool how that like came together. Um, but yeah, Urban Outfitters is headquartered in Philadelphia. So growing up in Philadelphia, I just like, it was like my favorite store and like, you know, I always like wanted to have a product in Urban Outfitters. So it was really, yeah, it was just like really full circle kind of moment. And uh, that's amazing. So I actually, I want to create a vision board. So I need to talk to you about that. Um, so not only do you create tarot cards and now you're doing Oracle cards, you have on your website, it says you have pens, art prints, notebooks, apparel, and you have an app. Yeah. I have seen an app. So I pulled up your website and there's an app. Yes. yes. I app. use it. Yay. I'm glad. I'm going to download it right now. Yes. Thing, yes. Right? I'm so glad you mentioned all of that because I don't know why I was like, oh, you know. Um, but <laughs> oh, yeah. Are based on um, the tarot deck mostly, but the app also came out with the tarot deck um, in the Kickstarter. And I'm actually launching an iFund Woman campaign soon for the app. So a lot of cool updates are coming for the app oh my gosh that's amazing oh you're a rock star um okay can you what's an what's what are oracle cards so oracle cards are um not specific to the tarot cards where it can be anywhere from like let's say 25 to 55 cards um but it has a more loose structure uh, it, it's still more you know you pull a card for guidance or whatnot and you can also put them in threads but tarot is like a specific system where it has to be, you know, 78 cars. Some people have variations of like one or two cars if they want to add an extra one. Um, but there's like four suits. So cups, pentacles, wands, swords, um, and typically like 22 major arcana cards. So that's very specific to tarot. Yeah. But Oracle cards are more fluid. Like, you know, the, the one that I created, it's just crystals. Um, and there's 80 crystals and you can just like pull one or you can make a crystal grid. So yeah, it's, it's exciting. That's really fun. Oh, I love it. Um, okay. So do you have any other questions about the products, Harley? Um, probably endless questions, but nothing that is okay. coming. So <laughs> I want to hear like if, an account, basically you saying like, okay, I had this idea. I started creating the work for myself. I did Kickstarter. I want to get kind of like the nitty gritty, like how difficult was it? How did it change your life? Uh, what were your ups and downs? What were your failures? Um, just like that whole journey from the idea to completion and your version of success. Yeah. So let me start off by saying that success fluctuates. <laughs> so there's always like a new bar or new goal or whatnot. For sure. And I think that we, it's different for everyone and that we all need to define what that means for ourselves. Um, I think for me, it took like a long time for me not to equate my success with like, like physical, like 
finances um, because I think a lot of us can do that and it doesn't make us feel good when it doesn't like appear the way that we want it to. Mm. Um, So what I will say with the Kickstarter is that it took, I would say it took like six months on and off before I actually launched the campaign um, because I was just like working on it and I knew that there was a lot of prep work involved. Um, You know, if you do your research, there's a lot of like articles on how to, you know, put together a Kickstarter and it'll tell you to put your page together. So like have nice graphics and a video of you talking about it. And luckily, like, you know, since I have a design background, I was able to do that myself. Um, But I wanted it to be good and I wanted it to stand out. So I took the extra time to make a stop motion video, which was the main video. And that took me like maybe like a straight week just to shoot. Um, and I would say the idea of creating a tarot deck probably occurred like, you know, like a year, like, um, let's say 2016, I had a goal of creating the first 22 cards and a lot had happened in that year for me. So I actually ended up locking myself in my apartment in December just to like do the project. Um, And that was like the, I think, kicking off point for me. Like, okay, this is getting serious. And then, um, yeah, let's see. I launched the campaign in May. And I had reached out to different, like, media. So, like, you know, Hello Giggles or um, I think Refinery as well, where I was able to, like, send them some samples of the tarot deck and I had hand cut all these cards out. Um, oh my God. Cause like I was, you know, I was like funding everything myself. Um, so then I launched the Kickstarter and I was really shocked where a, someone I didn't know at all, um, you know, contributed to the campaign within five minutes of launching. So that was like a really cool moment. And uh, Kickstarter picked it as, like, a project we love within the first hour. Um, And then it just kind of, like, I feel like during that process, too, like, I released, um, I would say, like, this need to do everything on my own. Because I did put it together. But in, in this way, it was, like, I needed help. So I asked for help. And that, I think, is a big thing for a lot of people to be able to do that. Um... So the, the the Kickstarter was funded. It raised like $10 short of $26,000. Um, and then, yeah, I think I took like some time, like a little break. Um, and then I had to like create the rest of the cards. So I created the first 22 cards and there's 78 cards in total. And then I wrote all the descriptions and timelines fluctuated. So I thought these would be delivered by October but uh, funny enough, like the Chinese manufacturer reached out to me during the campaign. So I ended up going with them. Um, and, you know, it takes like a month for them to produce it. So, yeah, I think a lot of it, you know, people were angry about not having their cards on time. And then because I, I also had the pop up in October um, where I had my first like box. So I had it there. But you know, things just like, things just kind of unfolded. So when that opportunity came up, I just, you know, I said yes to it. Um, And nothing was, 
out of malintent. So, you know, like, I think some people, like, were mad. You know, it's just hard. It's hard to please everybody because there was, like, so many people. Um, and also, this was, was, like, the first time I've ever done anything like this. So there was bound to be mistakes to happen. I would say that I wish, like, going back that I was easier on myself because I really, like, um... I, I felt really bad whenever somebody would tell me how disappointed they were or something in the process. Um, but I also realized that I focused on maybe like those like three people instead of like, you know, the 400 other people that supported yeah. the project, which is so easy to do, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> so um, yeah, so then the big turning point for me was when um, so I had designed these cards and I didn't make a test because the timeline I basically proposed to the public was so fast. Um, and the original design, the foil on the back scratched the other cards. So when they shipped out and when they would move, they would scratch the cards. And so when the person got it, they would get this like scratched up deck, <laughs> which, you know, I couldn't have, you know, prepared for because I just didn't know that would happen. And... So I spent, I remember spending like an entire week checking my stock of like, you know, a thousand tarot decks or something. And all of them, I would say, I would say like 85 to 90% of them were scratched up. And that was when I just, I cold emailed one publisher and that happened to be hello at Chronicle Books. They're like generic email. Um, and then three weeks later, we had a publishing deal. And I also got my, like, literary agent, like, that same day when I signed the deal. And it was just, like, kind of crazy how it all happened because it was just so fast. Mm -hmm. um, they ended up, and it's unusual for publishing, um, where they ended up publishing that tarot deck that same year. Usually it takes, like, another year. Uh, but I think it's because I had finished the product, um, yeah, already, where they yep. were able to kind of, like, take it and... Um, do it themselves yeah so that I mean this is the thing I I generally believe everything happens for a reason so if those decks weren't damaged then I wouldn't have reached out to a publisher um and reaching out to a publisher and having them kind of handle that for me was um a game changer because I could focus on other things yeah did someone, did you get advice from someone? Did you have a mentor that was like, you know, if you reach out to a publisher, like they can take care of, like manage this for you? Or did you already do so much research that you just kind of figured that out on your own? I would say most things I figured out on my own. Um, I had a friend uh, who kind of like mentored me through like business plan ideas uh, yeah. before the Kickstarter. Um, but a lot of, I would say a lot of like the growing pains were just like figuring it out, you know? So it wasn't like anyone told me that I should, you know, bring this to a publisher. It was just, I was like at a point where I was like so frustrated with everything where I was like, someone help me. Take <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I definitely can't do this on my own. Um, and I just, it gives me like a newfound appreciation for anybody that makes their own product. Cause there's just a lot that goes into it. You know, there's the marketing, there's the distribution, there's um, the manufacturing of the product. So there's yeah. just, 
Yeah, there's a lot. And like, there's so many cards in the deck that like, even now, you know, I'll get emails where from people that are like missing a card or two or something and they're in their current deck. Um, and luckily, Chronicle Books is like able to accommodate that. So mistakes are still made, you know, and that's the thing, like nothing's perfect. And that's part of the process, just like handling it as you go. Yeah. Man, that's amazing. Like, even in the beginning, you took a whole week just to create one piece of marketing content for an idea that you had that you wanted to create this tarot card. Like, people don't understand that you have to have patience and um, you can't rush through it just step by step. Uh, So your story is, for anyone that wants to like create a product or succeed in any way, they have to learn that it takes a lot of time and hard work to just do step-by-step processes. Um, I think people get impatient because they start to panic in a way. And then they just like either they take, they start too early and they don't, you know, build a foundation or they give up. Um, so I think that's why your story resonated with me so much of that. That's, that's like some hustle that you did. Like, so that's very stressful. And you had outside pressure from multiple, like the manufacturers and you had the publisher and then you had the Kickstarter and then you had the people buying and that's a lot of people to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just comes from a place of like wanting to please people and wanting everyone to be like, okay in the process. But like, there's always going to be somebody that has some opinion, yeah. you know, you know, and that's just something, I think that's something I learned throughout the process too, that there's just always going to be someone, <laughs> you know, and not to pay attention there will be. to it too much, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing is that I think in our culture right now and what we see on social media is like people like generating all this content or whatever, like all of that takes a lot of time, you know, um, and Patience is really key, you know, success isn't overnight. Um, you, you, It takes a lot of effort and work. And that's the thing that I think, like, I'm really proud of myself for, for having a work ethic that I would describe as nonstop. <laughs> um, and I, but I think it's about aligning myself to my vision and also to my bigger purpose in the world. Um and I, that's what keeps me going. Otherwise, I would have quit a long time ago. So yeah. that's, um, I think when we align ourselves to our purpose and how we can serve others, uh, you know, how we can better humanity or how we can impact others in a positive way, like that keeps us going in hard yep. times. Agreed. Because there were a lot of hard times. Um, and a lot of it didn't feel awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say like it's like 75% behind the scenes of like people that aren't seeing what you're doing, whether it's, you know, like you in your room, just like making all this stuff on your computer. And then it's like the 25% where people get to see you at an art show with your work. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> or, like, oh, that's cool. You know, like, you yeah. know, like, you don't know that you were what you did to get there. Yeah, it takes a lot of behind-the-scenes work. Um, so, yeah, it takes time. Everything everything worthwhile takes time. And I, I love what you said about aligning yourself. That really is key, um, staying true to who you are. And that's, like, so easy to, 
to say, um, but to do because we are constantly exposed to the outside world, outside opinions, um, expectations that have been, you know, pushed down our throats since we were born. Um, so it's hard to sometimes remember, you know, go internally, go inside of yourself and figure out what you can do for yourself and for others. Um, and that's actually why I want to start a vision board. Um, because sometimes I get caught up in other things and I'm like, wait, wait, what do I want? Um, the time passes and like, it could be five years later and you still hadn't done what you wanted because you know, you let other things take control. So, um, being aligned and staying true to your core self and, um, focusing on like the good that you can do is so important. It's key. And it's what makes the world go around. Really. When humans do that, they're, when they help themselves, they help others. Um, you can't help others if you're, if your cup's not full. Um, and then the end kindness and like, you know, just helping others is the key for like humanity to survive and like be good. <laughs> so that's, yeah. I love that message. Yeah. I would say like before Mystic Mondays when I was just like doing my own work of like Grace Wong as a designer it always felt kind of icky to me. Um, and there's nothing wrong with anybody that promotes themselves that way. It's just like, maybe it had to do with where I was at with how I was feeling about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something about mystic Mondays where I'm not afraid to push for that because I know it's not about me. Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. I love that. Um, do you have any questions, Harley or Grace? Do you have anything you want to add about your like visions, your um, your story, your brand, or just passion in general? Um. Well, there's always like something I'm working on. Um. So it's just like a continual process. I would say for anybody that feels like they're not doing enough, um, or you know, where they're struggling in their project that. I think it's more about taking the time to find out what you really enjoy, which I think is perfect for right now. And then kind of like dedicating yourself to it day by day instead of, it's like, it's just about showing up, you know, like some days are better than others, but in the end, like when you build that trust with yourself, then you can start to create some results. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, I just want to say like, these tarot cards are so beautiful. I'm like going through the app and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> and when you hold them too, cause they have like this sturdiness to them. Um, they're like, they don't, they're not like cheap feeling. Ooh. They're very, very nice. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> so nice. <laughs> um, do you want to do the, this or that? Yeah. Okay. So we have a game for you. Okay. okay. You played, have you played this or that before? No. Okay, so you have to pick one of the two choices. Whether it's like something that you prefer for yourself or like it just pick one that like pick the one that like you just like. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Wine or beer? Wine. Beach or mountains? Beach. Tattoos or piercings? Tattoos. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Uh, glasses or contacts? Glasses. Uh, Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? Backstreet Boys. Brittany or Christina? Hmm. I was definitely more a Christina fan back then, but I feel like I am more Brittany now. 
<laughs> All right. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Football or baseball? I mean, neither, but football. <laughs> uh, salty or sweet? Salty. Llamas or alpacas? Alpacas. Yay. Okay. Um, and then you want to tell everyone where they can find you out on social media? Sure. So Mystic Mondays is at Mystic Mondays on Instagram um, and recently launched a YouTube channel where I've been hosting like webinars with guided meditations and the Q&A. Uh, that's been a really new thing I've been doing and I've been really enjoying it. Um, and my personal account, which I also is like Mystic Mondays related, but more it's more about my life. It's at grace.duong. Cool. Awesome. And we'll plug that in the show notes too. Cool. Thank you so much, Grace. This was amazing. I'm so glad we had you on and I can't wait for people to hear what you have to say in your story and learn a little bit about tarot if they've never done it before. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, that's a wrap. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. You can find us on social media at Creative Banter Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And you can email us at creativebanterpodcast at gmail.com. You can find our website at creativebanter.wix.com slash podcast. Bye. 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 Bye.